Hi, I'm Christine Langford, and welcome to the Rest Stop Podcast. This podcast is a part of Traveling with the Father, which provides inspiration and resources for Christians to serve others and draw closer to God while they travel. Whether you're traveling across the country, around the world, or just traveling through life, you've got to take time to rest. Traveling with the Father provides these short rest stops, three to five minute devotions to help you refresh and reconnect with your Heavenly Father. Now let's get started. Hey, welcome back, fellow travelers. I have enjoyed my nice month-long break. We took an RV trip to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan and thoroughly enjoyed it. So it's so nice to be back. The topic of today is the state of my soul, which really isn't about the state of my soul today exactly. This post talks about when you show up for your quiet time every day. That doesn't mean, and by quiet time, I mean a time of prayer with God, a time of reading the Bible. You can do it a lot of different ways. But when you show up consistently, it doesn't mean that every day is going to be this wonderful spiritual high. And those of you that have been Christians for any amount of time know this. But this is just an example of two very different quiet times I had. State of my soul. I glance out the window on an early Sunday morning. The fog enveloping the pasture and the pine trees reflects the perplexity pervading my mind since my mom's diagnosis. I decide to spend a couple of hours alone with God. I will sit out by the pond to read my Bible, sing, write, and enjoy the silence. By the time I get dressed and gather my materials into the backpack, the fog has already started to dissipate. I snap a few pictures as I walk through the gate. Yuck! I feel the familiar stickiness on my arms. I've walked through a spider web. A few more steps, another web adheres to my face. I flick the brownish-black arachnid off my forearm. I continue to the pond and walk through several more webs. As a child, I had nightmares of giant spiders chasing me long before I watched that scene between Frodo and Shelob in Lord of the Rings. I hate spider webs. Despite wearing my mid-calf boots, seeds, burrs, and thorns attack my thighs. My husband plans to bush hog the pasture this next week, but today, the goat wig, elephant ears, and greenbriar vines dominate the pasture in the woods. Simmering anger bubbles in my soul, but I continue to battle my way through spider webs and overgrowth to the back pond. I sit down to pray, and a biting fly dive bombs me. Preferring a rear assault to a frontal one, he lands on my shoulder, my neck, my hair. I swat him away, trying to concentrate on reading my Bible. My anger begins to bubble rather than simmer. Leave me alone, you stupid fly! I scream in frustration. I try to concentrate, but I spend more time swatting the fly than in restful contemplation. I cram my journal into my backpack, leaving the not-so-peaceful pond. 
With determination, I move through the overgrowth and try to cross the bridge over the creek. Like a gorilla fighter, the fly refuses to let up its attack, and the thorny trees and bushes prevent me from crossing the bridge. Forget it. I storm back the way I came. Rather than taking the road through the woods, I decide to cut across the pasture to get home faster, but the weeds reach my shoulders. I realize I have no idea where the spring leading to the middle pond lies under the tall grass. I could easily break an ankle stumbling into it, or find a water moccasin. I turn back the longer way home, covered in burrs, thistles, and spider webs. I rant to God. This is how you reward me for wanting to spend time with you? Two weeks later, I go again after my husband bush hogged our place. The pasture and the trees glisten with a gentle overnight rain. A few drops caress my skin as I walk. I see spider webs lit by the early morning light, sparkling with the morning dew. I am reminded of Charlotte rather than Shelob. As I round the corner, a doe bounds off into the woods, too shy to be captured by my camera. Our two new longhorns, on the other hand, wander close to the edge of the pen, happy to pose for a few pictures. Though I try to be quiet as I approach the back pond, the bullfrogs politely protest my presence as they jump into the pond. I read my Bible, talk to God, write, and listen to the peaceful silence. My husband had shown me some yellow wildflowers the previous day, so I leave my Bible and journal by the pond to walk to the bridge. The sleepy flowers closed most of their petals to protect their pollen from the damaging rain the night before. I snap a few photos, making a mental note to come back on a sunny day to capture the fullness of their blooms. I return to the pond to write a possible devotion about those protective blooms. The September sun separates the thin layers of clouds, burning them away. A buzzing insect makes a flyby around my head, but then departs. The quietness and the beauty of God's creation and presence refreshes me. Am I closer to God than when I started seminary? Than when I began these spiritual practices for my internship? I never know how to answer those type of questions. My faith never resembles a straight line. But then the faith of the psalmists doesn't seem to either. They yell at God, plead with Him, praise Him, and complain about His abandonment, recall His great deeds, sometimes in the same psalm. I just keep traveling with the Father. Despite following the pervasive advice that your thoughts determine your feelings or act and the feelings will follow, I have found these suggestions to only be partially true. I've spent way too much mental energy over the years and, yes, in seminary, trying to figure out if I am thinking all the correct things or doing all of the correct things to be closer to God. Maybe I just need to show up to just keep walking with him. Some days I'm angry, angry at myself, angry at others, angry at God. Some days I feel like I'm abandoned by my father and must parent myself. Some days I retreat to the patio, unable to stand the overgrowth of my emotions or theological thorns. 
The spider webs of incorrect thoughts stick to my soul. Many days I find Satan to be that tenacious biting fly rather than a roaring lion. But sometimes the father hugs me with a gentle breeze. Sometimes I hear his still small voice in a partially closed flower or a sunset. Praise pours from my lips and through my pen. Sometimes I grab the hand of my father as I walk. Sometimes I angrily walk at a distance. Sometimes I stray off the path and my father gently guides me back. Sometimes I deliberately choose the rebellious road and my father waits for his prodigal daughter to return. The state of my soul? Human. Frail. Fickle. It doesn't stop me from traveling with my father. I hope you found this devotion helpful, that you are not alone, that some days we just feel so close to the Father and some days we don't. So glad to be back with you. Hey, if you've been enjoying this podcast, if you wouldn't mind, could you take a moment to rate it, write a review, or share the podcast with a friend? That helps other people find the Rest Stop podcast. Thanks. For devotions, descriptions of attractions and campgrounds, as well as tips to help you remain plugged into God as you travel, follow the link in the show notes or visit the website at travelingwiththefather.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time, this is Christine Langford from Traveling with the Father. <laughs>